0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Cordell Riley. Hello,
1: welcome to Training Unleashed. This is Cordell Riley, your host for the morning, and it is my pleasure. To welcome our audience back but also to welcome john formica to the session john describes himself as the ex disney guy john how are you doing this morning
2: i am doing fantastic cordell hope you and all those that are listening are doing great as well i am doing
1: awesome john doing awesome and just a little bit of setup here because i think this is important so for the audience um i don't know how many of you have listened to dr danny's podcast but we had a great talk um, Week or so ago, and after that, we just kind of talked a little bit more. We got to talk about me being in Charlotte, and he said, "Well, Cordell, do you know John Formica?" And I said, "I don't know John Formica." And he said, "Well, you really need to know John Formica." So he made an introduction. John and I had a coffee last week and a great conversation, and I was just so intrigued by you, John, and your message. I said, "John, you have to be on the show," and he said, "Yes."
2: And here we are today. Well, it was a great. Great morning having some coffee and sharing some insight and ideas and certainly learned a lot about what you do and and how to do things and uh, I'm honored to be here and to share with your audience and uh, anything I can do to help. It's all about growing. It's all about uh, being the best that we all can be, whether it's individuals or businesses or organizations and and I'm just honored that you've asked me to be on part of this and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, th- thank you again, John. Delighted to have you. So John Formica, the ex-Disney guy. So John, I set that up. I said, that's kind of who you are what you do. Why don't you maybe share with the group a little bit more about who you are, what you do, this whole ex-Disney guy, so people kind of get a better perspective
2: for John here. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, but Cordell, my background is I spent over 30 years managing and supervising people in the service industries. I managed hotels, resort properties, and assisted living communities around the country, working for some pretty big companies like Hyatt and Hilton, and the Adams Mark Hotel chain and Sunrise Assisted Living. Uh but most of my career, believe it or not, was spent with that wonderful company down in Orlando, Florida, a company that many of your audience are very familiar with. I used to manage the hotels and resort properties for Walt Disney World. And I, I always joke sometimes and say some people get frustrated that they have a rat for a boss. Can you imagine having a mouse as your boss? And, <laughs> and and Mickey Mouse was my boss, but I gotta tell you, he was one of the toughest bosses I ever had. And and I got a great opportunity to work for Disney. Um uh, during the booming areas of the 80s and 90s. And when I got to Disney, um, there were four hotels on a campground. And with the expansion of the resort division to go to 16 brand new hotels. And and so my role was to be part of the management team to open new hotels, uh, hire the staff, train the staff, uh, but more importantly, create an experience at each one of those Disney resorts that would differentiate Disney resorts from everybody else. And, and I had the, the, the honor of opening up the Grand Floridian Beach Resort the, uh, when we redid the contemporary and, and repositioned it as a convention hotel, uh, Managed uh, even managed the Fort Wilderness, one of the number one campgrounds in the world, uh, the Disney Inn, the y- Yacht and Beach Hotel. And so at each one of those hotels, my role was to develop uh, and and create an experience at each one of those hotels. And and had some great success. I was very fortunate. I became a sponge to the Disney model of just exactly how they do things, why they do things. Uh, I was just as curious as heck to just try to figure out how this model works. And, and I really became a great sponge, a great enthusiast of the model. I had great success within the Disney organization because I think giving credit to their, their structure and, and their model that they use. But... But I made the, the uh, unique, challenging uh, sort of decision to leave Disney after almost 11 years with the company to uh, see if I could turn around a, the largest convention hotel in the state of North Carolina. And it was a very challenging property. But, uh, but I thought that, can this model work outside of Disney? And believe it or not… Um, you know, it was. I always say it was a difficult hotel. It was nicknamed the Sock Hotel. And what I mean by that is when you stay in the guest rooms, you were told not to take your socks off. That, that, that's how bad this hotel was. So I knew I was up for the challenge. <laughs> wow. Uh, but created a great team environment. Uh, spent a lot of time focusing on the experience, refocusing on retraining. And, uh, and after two years, we won the Pinnacle Award for the top convention hotel in the state. And that's when I realized the light bulb went off and said, you know, this model does truly work outside of Disney. And I'd like to be the driver to help so many other businesses and organizations use pieces of Disney's model so that they could be as successful as they possibly can. So my niche is mostly small businesses who don't have a lot of resources. Um, they're small, they, but yet they are eager to learn. They are eager to move. They know they have to do something. If not, they'll be out of business. And so uh, so I work with a lot of small businesses around the world and countries and tourism destinations that that if Disney ran your business, what would that look like? And and so I, w- I usually do my best to show them exactly that if Disney would run it, what Disney would do based on that model to make them be successful. And I got this nickname, the ex-Disney guy, and uh, I was named America's and Australia's best customer experience speaker. Um, and I'm honored to do that. And I'm, I'm just having a blast uh, sharing everything I possibly can to help other people become successful.
0: Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortle Training, specializing in e learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortle.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortle.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortle.net.
1: So, John, well, obviously our audience is a group of training professionals that are always looking to understand how to get their training to the next level, how to make it better, for, obviously, for their audience. And as I heard you talk about what you're doing today, what you did with Disney, I heard you talk about training the staff know training the staff i heard you talk about an end goal forgive me if i got this wrong but you talked about you were trying to create an experience um so with if the experience is your end goal and you're working on training the staff what made or what makes your training effective that you think would benefit our audience to hear about as it relates to training and education
2: yeah absolutely and and all of your audience, obviously, in the training world, are, are the the experts, and I always I love learning from them as well. So I don't consider myself uh, sort of an expert trainer, but more of a uh, I guess an experienced leader. That leaders, in my opinion, are developers, and they're really the trainers. You know, I, I know bigger companies have a training staff, and and people will do training, but. But really, the responsibility falls on leadership um as far as how they carry out that training, and we all know I'm sure your audience knows uh listeners know that there there are people that you know they wing training, they just sort of hope through osmosis that you know somebody's gonna teach someone else or just by shadowing somebody that all of a sudden that person is gonna be up to snuff and and do a great job and and I think where it really really begins is that you know Walt Disney said you have to create the dream and you know, he was what was an incredible dreamer. I, I was a big advocate of Walt Disney way before I ever worked for the Disney organization. In fact, uh, you'll you'll kind of get a kick out of this when I was in middle school I did a book report on Walt Disney Walt Disney died in 1966 and I was 10 years old and so it made the headlines and and I knew of Walt Disney I used to watch him on Sunday nights the wonderful the wonderful world of Disney and um and so I was I was just You know, thought, hey, why not do a book report on somebody that, that is famous? And, um, I wish I kept it because it would have been pretty cool having it. But, but I was, I I was intrigued by Walt all my entire, uh, career. And, um, so Walt was a big dreamer. But one of the things that, that his concept and how Disney does training is that you have to begin with the dream. In other words, you have to understand the why that's behind the training what's what's behind the the objectives what's behind whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish as a business as an organization you got to know the why and the why is what Walt Disney called a purpose and Walt Disney created an incredible purpose that it's it's not you know locked in some vault it's not you know unbelievably uh unheard of it's it's pretty simple his his purpose was to make people happy and so when you think of training it starts with the people that you hire to make sure that they are on board and we all know that hiring is, is very difficult and challenging particularly in today's world um, and so I even in my programs I spend a lot of time helping I have lots of training programs on how to find interview and hire magical people actually eight steps to never have a bad one because we know what bad people uh, bad hires can do but Disney focuses on if you want training to go well, you've got to make sure you got the right people. So Disney has a lot of emphasis on that hiring process. And i give you an example of what this making people happy mean to getting and creating the dream. Even before you fill out an application to work at Disney, they show you a video. And in the video, it talks about that your purpose and the reason why you're getting hired, if you get hired is you're all going to get hired for different jobs, different positions, whether you're a leadership manager, a ride operator, a bus driver, you're going to work in food and beverage, you're going to work in hotels, you're going to be in maintenance. It doesn't make a difference. We know you're going to be, you're applying for a job, but your purpose is to make people happy. And so that you're going to work when other people play. And they tell you right off the bat, if you don't want to work when other people play, then maybe this is not the right job for you. They will show you uh, a video of of all the things that Disney's doing, but they'll also tell you that you probably won't get weekends off. Many of you in the room will, will probably be working holidays, especially Christmas Day. Uh, they talk about the grooming guidelines, how strict they are. Some of the strictest of, of any grooming uh, uh, appearance guidelines of any company in the world. They talk about the volume of people that they really almost talk you out of wanting to fill out an application. And believe it or not, Cordell, 15% of the people walk out the door and don't even fill out an application. And so it doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean they're not going to be successful in life. It doesn't mean they're, they're, they're not going to make it. What it means is that they don't believe in making people happy. They really want a job. And Disney doesn't hire people that want jobs. They hire people that believe in what you believe in than what obviously Disney believes in. And that's one way of getting training off to a good start where most companies, I think Cordell, particularly in small businesses, they hire people and then they hope that they can convert them or mold them into the culture that they want. And that, that, as you know, and I'm sure your listeners know, is a very difficult task because you're gonna try to take a square peg and put it in a round hole and you know how frustrating that could be. So Disney tries to get that training piece right off the bat as part of the hiring piece to get you out of the babysitting business once you hire them. Because these are people that already want to do it. They're eager. They want to learn to do that. We're so
0: glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Total Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. This is
1: my belief. When you get ready to talk about training, kind of start with the end in mind. What is your goal or objective? And you talked about the dream, the purpose to make people happy. And there are a couple of things I heard on that. Certainly you hire people that understand and agree with that mindset, that that's what they're coming on board for. But you tie training back to that overall business goal. Did I
2: say that back right? Yeah, absolutely. See, the way you're training is if they don't know why they're being trained or why these procedures or why these structures in place of the things that you want them to do and learn as part of their training process, if they don't understand the why, in other words, if their heart's not in it, it becomes a chore. It becomes something that my my company wants me to do, but it's not something that I I have to do, not something that I want to do or realize that it's the importance of it. That's awesome. Does that make sense?
1: You no, know, it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Hey, John, I'm going to do a couple more quick things because sure. I want to be respectful of your time and our audience's time. So I got two things. I, I was looking at your materials that you sent over and you talked about action learning. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about that? What that means when you talk about use those words, action
2: learning? Yeah. Action learning, in my opinion is, and, and you know, action learning, the term is probably used a lot of different ways. My way is, um, you have to get the buy-in of the people that you're training. Um, you know, a lot of times I work with businesses or organizations and and they want to incorporate, you know, these, uh, you know, the 10 commandments of of the customer experience, you know, as far as meeting people, greeting people, engaging people, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. And I always say that that is just basically telling people what they have to do. But if you in action, engage your staff to ask them what they think good work is supposed to look like, what they think, as Disney calls the show on stage, what is it that you want this business to look like when people come into our stores or or restaurants? If you don't get their input, if you don't get their buy-in, it becomes just another one of those you know, this is what you got to do. And if you don't do it, then, you know, there's reprimands and there's all this kind of stuff. What I always like to do is put it in the hands of the people to come up with this. To me, that's the action because they're the ones that are in the action. They're the ones that are doing this or not doing it every day. And they know what, good work is supposed to look like. We just got to get them to help you incorporate that into the culture. And so I'm a big advocate of sitting down, whether it's one-on-one or with teams or whatever it is, uh, as a leader to make sure that people understand the why, but more importantly, get them to to uh, uh, do that. I'll, g- I'll give you a real quick example. When I was at the Grand Floridian Beach Resort, uh, which was their five-star hotel. We were having a very difficult time trying to obtain that five-star, and uh, it is a grueling process. What you have to do to obtain that that five-star not only make sure you have all the amenities in place and, f- and the services in place, but they like particularly in the housekeeping department, they inspect you know 100 rooms and 95 percent have to be perfect. If not, you just don't you don't get it. So, so. They asked me to help them uh, sort of get to the next level. The housekeepers were doing a great job. We had some of the best housekeepers of all of Disney, but we couldn't get over that hump. We couldn't be perfect. We were good, but we weren't perfect. So I got a group of housekeepers. I got some average housekeepers. I got some all-star housekeepers, and I got some housekeepers that I I think weren't going to make it. I don't think they were what I was looking for. And I put them all in a room. And I asked them to help develop what we called the Ten Commandments of Cleanliness. And so, a quick example: we use the bathroom, and I asked them, "What would be a what is the one of the biggest things that a pet peeve, or our guests, or even AAA or mobile, when they vote, when they uh, uh, determine whether we get a five star? What is their biggest concern?" And believe it or not, without making people feel disgusted or on the phone, hairs in the bathroom. That's, that's one of the biggest ones. So I told my staff, I said, all right, so let's come up with a standard. And the standard's going to be, we're going to allow 10 hairs in the bathroom, okay? Would that be okay? And of course, the average housekeepers or the below average housekeepers were like, yeah, wow, that, that's great. The average housekeepers were looking at me like funny. And the really all-star housekeepers thought I had lost my mind. Because they were like, you, you can't have 10 ha- hairs. And I knew we couldn't have 10. And I wanted to get the zero. So I went from 10 to 5 to 3. And then I said, and I got resistance every single time. I said, so what you're telling me is we have to get zero hairs in the bathroom. And they said, absolutely. And then the non-performing housekeeper said, well, that's impossible. But guess what? The all-star housekeeper showed them ways that they could get that done. And I just sat back and watched this work. You see how that's action? That's yeah. not me telling them and training them and telling them what they need to do. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So, John, work uh, at the um, uh, time to wrap up here. And you and I could keep going all day, and I'm sure our audience would love to kind of he- keep hearing this. But I want to be respectful of your time, and I want to get people – back to their work environment here. But uh, I think that is so critical and getting the people that are actually performing the function to give you feedback that's going to make things effective, I think is awesome. So John, let me ask you to do this. Um, we're certainly going to put your contact information up if people want to reach out to you. If you are looking for a great speaker to come in and motivate your group, be at a keynote, be at a breakout session. You really want to look at John. He is an awesome speaker and I'm sure would we'll do a great job. And again, we'll get your contact information up on the screen, John, but leave our audience with one quick tip that will help them make their uh, training more effective.
2: I, I think make sure everybody believes in that goal. Uh, you know, cause when, when everybody's heart is in the right direction, moving, I think you can accomplish anything. And any you can achieve anything you want. I, I'm a true believer of it. But everybody has to understand the why behind it. And uh, when your heart's in it, we all know we'll do a better job awesome
1: awesome so make sure you got the Y cover john this has been awesome uh look forward to our next coffee or lunch and talking more so thank you again for joining us it's been a pleasure again we're going to get your contact information up here let me also thank our audience for joining us for this episode of training unleashed please continue to come back for additional sessions thank you and have a great day all take care bye-bye
0: this has been training unleashed but it doesn't stop here just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show That way, you'll never miss an episode and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed.